Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Micah chapter 6, a very familiar passage coming up. Before we get to that, we're going to read through verses 1 through 5, and then we'll cover 6 through 8. This is on the heels of the passage we read yesterday where God promises that a remnant will be delivered, a remnant of people who go through the punishment and the judgment of God, which is just and right for the sin that they have committed. Some of them will repent and turn to him in the time a little closer to when Micah is writing this, and then in the fullness of time, by the end of days and the new heavens and the new earth, God will have drawn a remnant to himself of people who trust in the Messiah, the shepherd king, who will pave a way for God's remnant to be in relationship with him again through the sacrifice and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Chapter 6, verse 1. Hear what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the indictment of the Lord, and you enduring fountains of the earth. For the Lord has an indictment against his people, and he will contend with Israel. So just another promise that the Lord is going to punish Israel. He's going to contend with Israel for the sin that they've committed. Here's what he goes on to say. Oh, my people, what have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Answer me, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, and I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. You remember back when we studied the Exodus, way back in Exodus, when God brought the people of of Israel up out of slavery in Egypt, we said this is going to be a monumental event that is referred to over and over and over throughout Scripture. Probably the biggest single event in the Old Testament when God delivered the Israelites from Egypt. And here's another reference of it, highlighting the importance of it, which is a a foreshadowing of God delivering us out of our slavery to sin through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Verse 5, O my people, remember what Balak, king of Moab, devised, and what Balaam, the son of Baor, answered him, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. Those two references should teach us or remind the Israelites that the Lord longs to bless people rather than to curse. And Shittim to Gilgal is the path that the people of Israel took across the Jordan River, their final step of their journey into the promised land. At Shittim, the covenant was broken, and at Gilgal, it was renewed. And God is reminding them of this and calling them to the same uh, renewal. Then, this passage that we are probably familiar with if we've been around the Bible, the church at all for any length of time verses 6 through 8. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings or with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with a thousands of rams or with 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn son for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Let me stop right there. You just see there's a progression that gets in a sense, more and more ridiculous. First of all, it says, well, what, what is it going to take for me to please the Lord? What is it going to take me take for me to atone for my sin? Uh, should I come before the Lord and bow myself before him? Or should I burn offerings, calves a year old? 
What about 10,000 rams? Or what about thousands of rams? What about 10,000 rivers of oil? Completely ridiculous. You can never bring that. Or what about my firstborn son, the fruit of my body? Then verse 8 says, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, or in other translations, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Friends, let that ring in your ears. What does the Lord require of you? And me, he requires that we do justice, that we love kindness, and that we walk humbly with our God. And if you hear this the wrong way, and if it's preached the wrong way, you might leave thinking, my gosh, I need to really start working harder on being more just and being more kind and walking more humbly with God, as if you have the ability within you, or I have the ability within me to become more just, more loving, and more humble. The fact is, friends, we don't. We're, we're sinful. We have a propensity to do the opposite of those things in our natural condition. And so what's remarkable about the gospel is that the very thing God requires of us, this is actually just three different words for what we've said over and over, be perfect. This is just three different descriptions of be perfect. God's saying, here's what the Lord requires of you to to be perfect, to be perfectly just and to perfectly kind and loving, perfectly humble. The problem is, guys, you and I all get an F in all those categories and every other category we could measure ourselves in in terms of our moral condition. And so the exact thing that God requires of us, he gives to us or offers to us in the person of Jesus Christ. We're not ever going to be perfectly just, no matter how hard we try, or loving, or humble. But Jesus was perfectly just, loving, and humble, and he was perfectly a bunch of other things, too. And so he lived a perfect life. He met this requirement that God requires of us. And then he died to pay a perfect penalty for sin. He rose, defeating sin, death, the power of the devil, so that anybody who puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, even though I'm not perfectly just, even though I'm not perfectly kind or loving, even though I'm not perfectly humble, I am given all those things perfectly because Jesus lived them perfectly. And I'm clothed with his righteousness and perfection through faith in him. So the exact thing God requires of us, he offers to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's not the end of the story, as if it can get any better, but it can. And here's what it is. Those of us who trust Christ have dwelling in us the Holy Spirit. And by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us, we will over time, not because we're anything great, not because we're disciplined or moral, But because the Holy Spirit is making us more disciplined and more moral, we will over time become more just and more kind and more loving, and we'll walk more humbly with our God. So the thing that God requires that we can't do, he provides for us in Christ. And then once we put our faith in Christ, he gives us the Spirit to empower us to do those things better and better and better. It's called sanctification over the course of our lives. Of course, we'll never get there perfectly in this life, but... When we cross over through death into eternal life, we will be glorified and perfected, made holy. We'll dwell with him forever, not because we've been just, kind, and and humble, but because Christ, who we have faith in, has been those things for us, and because the Holy Spirit is making us those things. That's awesome. 
That is an awesome gospel. Don't ever think you can do this on your own or apart from Christ. You can't, but in Christ you have. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.